Hi! Welcome to Ancestry is All Connected. It's a podcast started by me, Judy. Me, Kwanisha. About what's the mystery within family history. Explore the tales and secrets about what lies beneath the family tree. This podcast unravels family, family history, secrets, and discoveries. Being told by two Southern African American women on the, the journey to discover answers. Hello, my name is Kwanisha Madison, and welcome back to episode three of It's All Connected. Today, we will discuss um, the different oral histories that I got a chance to take a part in with the Samuel Oral Proctor History Museum. Okay, so what I learned about conducting oral history interviews is to first gather all your um, your questions surrounding the person's life and the, per- the actual topic. But what I learned on my journey of, like, learning about genealogy and discovering my family history, I also had to go into the spoken narratives of stories and or- oral traditions that was remembered by, like, my great-grandfather and his siblings. And... It like when I was asking him different questions, his name is Arthur Lee Madison, he's 83 years old, and he told poignant, like very intricate stories about like him growing up as a child and the things that he remembered about his father. Because when he was growing up, his father died at a young age, and he his father died when he was 26 years old because the mule kicked him in the chest. And he died from heart complications. And he remembered a story. He remembered from back then when his father, he had to take his father to the hospital. And he looked to him, he was just, his father told him that he knew that he wasn't going to live any longer. And he just remembered that story. And it kind of stuck with me about, and he had to keep that secret until his father's death. And he told everyone else in the family that his knew that he knew his father was going to pass away. I think that oral histories and traditions that go on in your family, it's important to understand that narrative because you just never know like the lived experiences that your family might have went through around when you you know around your age or they had it a lot more difficult. Or, you know, let's not to say that life isn't difficult because life is difficult. But when you gather information and you just conduct oral history interviews, you just have to have good interpersonal skills with people. You have to care about them and really listen to them and not just overtalk them. And the process, whole process of conducting an oral history interview goes along with first you have to get a portable audio recorder or you could use your cell phone which is very like DIY but I love DIY things but um I use the audio recorder and I also use ACR which is a phone recording app so it's an app that records phone calls sometimes you just have to find ways to be able to do what little what you have but it was just like a very interesting thing and learning how to edit audio but I know I sat 
sat down with him and I heard about his story. And my great-grandfather, he has a very interesting story of his life. And, yeah, so I really want, like, people to know, like, oral histories and, like, and also do a journey of their own and talking to their grandparents and learning about different things that go into learning about your family history. And I think that's very important. But I know I say things are very important, but I think this is the utmost importance for you to learn that because you're just like, when you look through old census records and you see different, like the way people either lived in that space for a long time, you can like, even if you don't have a full basis of like how were they when they were younger, at least you know that um, some of their narratives or you can like make decisions like like in your mind like how like what experiences they lived or the social significance of oral history to American culture because it's all intermingled sometimes the textbooks doesn't tell us about certain things but oral histories is a good way to bring history into light and to learn more about oral history. Well, I, I, when I learned about my genealogy experience, I learned that I am a descendant of sharecroppers. They own farm. My family, they own, like, after, they, after slavery, they were sharecroppers in Georgia, which was very common back then. But it was just very interesting to hear his side of the story, his life on the farm and Okay, so could you please state your name? What's your first name? My name is Arthur Lee Madison. And where were you born? I was born in Sylvester, Georgia. Albany, Georgia. So yeah, Albany, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And who are your parents? Jim Madison and Carrie Madison. And what type of work do they do? We work on the farm. Are there any special heirlooms, photos, Bibles, or other memorabilia that have been passed down in your family? Yeah, uh, I'm a brother. I had two brothers ministering, and one of them passed away. Two of them passed away. And that, that's, I got a, a nephew. He ministered, too. He lived in Moultrie, Georgia. Were you ever mentioned in the newspaper before? Oh, well, a long time ago. I was catching fish. <laughs> I took a picture of me. Oh, really? Like, um, what happened with that? Like, why? I had so many fish, and they were so large. The guy gave me a sign, come out there, and he took my picture. I saw it the next day. <laughs> oh, wow. It was, it was all right. What accomplishments um, were you most proud of? Well, I used to go to hunting, and I, I used to do hair that back in the upper 70s until the low 80s. There wasn't much money in the, doing hair at that time, but now it is. And I got old now, I got to do no hair, I got arthritis in my hand, see? so I can't do no hair no more. Well, I went to Carmen Town School. I got my license, got my junior license, and then I worked up on a senior for a year, then I got my senior license. But 
how do you meet uh, Grandma? Like, um, well, George, we live in the same neck of the woods. We don't, we don't oh, fix okay. it all. We live in on farm. We all really live in it. Now, I used to come and wait for granddaddy sometime. He let me come if I do it right. It's mm -hmm. about my grandfather. But see, she, he, my daddy told me, she got to make you, she my son will make you a good old man. I said, I believe you make my son a good old lady. <laughs> but it didn't happen that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been on the wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what other things that you enjoyed most about your father that you missed? Well, I enjoyed working because I had to work. Yeah. And I work all night sometimes. And go up in the airplane and spray the crop down and spray the crop and come back up and just the tobacco and the weevils in the cotton field. And I wrote my boss man about two nights. Then on Saturday, he was going for flying with uh, another big shot friend of his, he was white. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he told me also said, Don't you go go don't you go flying with us on Saturday? I will. But what happened? Yeah. My old brother, the one in ninety three years old, he told me my favorite fishing was playing on Saturday. So we had, I got me some pecan trees, got me picket I picked some pecan and went to the store, I went to the town and I got about four dollars for them. That's a lot of money. You got people mm -hmm. twenty five cents to go in the movies and five cents for hot dogs and stuff like that and popcorn. But I, I went there and I, I didn't go with him. I went to the movies. Mm -hmm. The first thing I come back, they say your boss man got hit a tree and went down him and got a bun beyond recognition. What? God kept me that. Yeah. God kept me from that. He had some more work for me to do. And they, if I went with I was finna go with him. My brother was better save me. Yeah. If he hadn't told me that my favorite movie was playing, I've been gone long. You been never seen me. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be born either. I wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. And I, I, I said, I cried all night. I said, Lord have mercy. God with that kind of plans like that. He yeah. went to my brother. My brother saved me. My own brother. Mm -hmm. And he said, you better go to town so your favorite movie is playing today. I said, yeah. I said, I ain't got to go take some pecan. If I pick my sack of pecan back there, huh? Took him to town and went to the movies. And when I came back to town, they told me, say, your boss, they didn't know I put a fly with him. So I told him, it's your boss, man, that's, that's playing out there for me to hit a bunch of trees and call on fire and it's mm -hmm. born. So they can get that they had to an emergency thing like they have today. Yeah. And when they got that to them, they were born, there wasn't no body nowhere. Just swamp and ashes. And I didn't go. I think about that. That's why I said the Lord. Yeah. Because he leads me where I want, he want me to go. Yeah. I've been up, I've been on that a long time. We went, we went, we came from movies one time seeing Joe Lewis' last fight. I believe it was to the movies. Mm hmm And we came... Went to the movie and come back, and it's an overhead bridge. They had some cars and have too many good brakes on them. They had kind of brakes on them. They'll rain or something if you don't pump them, realize them. Yeah. A mile phone, the T mile phone. And we, he hit the bridge, and he should have went down. We'd have been killed. Wow. The guy hit, was driving, hit the bridge, and, and we hung right there until somebody come help us get off. All of them got hit but me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we was in the cooter shed back there. They had them cars and they sit back in the back in the, in the, the trunk. Convertible? Back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, we had that. So everything happened to me. God bring me out. 
That's good. He never let me. He let me let me see things before they happen. Yeah. That's so, why I was so easy to go to town and go with them. I said I ain't going with them. I said to myself, <laughs> I don't want to go to them. I don't like to play on the plane too much. So they didn't have many people to do work on planes at that time. Yeah. Don't be having a little plane, and he don't ever have no mechanical work did on it. He do it himself. But now they're still falling, and people do character work on, but they're still falling. Some people have their private plane. They don't know where they're at till they, they've been a bun up. All right. Yeah, so um, can you explain your um, friendship with your brother, Jimmy Lee? Jimmy Lee, we were we so close together. We did everything together. I married your grandma in Georgia, he married her sister. Mm. We go to town together, we bought a car together. People thought we were friends. So when we see him, I ain't too full. When you see me, he ain't too full. He right there with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we wake up in the car together and we fix them. And we just, just we did what Jim and Lee had to do. When I married, he married. And then when I quit, he quit. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I know it's got that. He quit his wife, I quit mine. Just wreck it after I quit mine. Like, what happened? Like, for well, he, I was a leader for him. Yeah. When I married, he got married too. He married a sister. See how close we were? Yeah. I quit, and he quit. He had a problem. And so he quit too. And he's mm -hmm. in North Carolina. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's where he at. But anyway, the story is just we haven't been so close together. I thought we was going to go to the same town together, but he. He went north and I went south. Oh, yeah. He held me down here. He'd been out here one or two times. But uh, all my other friends, my my sisters, they were so great. And Dot, she's, she just so great. She was the the greatest person that we have in our family. Yeah. Like a spoke, spoke person that called you and let you know something, somebody's sick or somebody done died. Yeah. Yeah, that's dark. That's my girl. <laughs> so, um, can you explain, like, um, the special moments that you had with um, your sister Dot? Oh, we Dot, Dot, I'm a clone. Nobody else would do it. She got my clothes. She was so sweet to me. She said, bro, I ain't gonna go to town like that. Let me iron your clothes. <laughs> she was, she was a folk person in the family. Yeah, she's always the head of all the rest of the girls. Yeah. And it's all the same to me, but she was the spoke person. That can give you information real quick, and you don't have to worry about it. it's the wrong information. So she, she's, she's so sweet. I tell you, I've been taking a million dollars. <laughs> I mean, if I do, I still get her back. We <laughs> spend the money and go out in the woods somewhere and build a mansion. <laughs> okay. So, um, did did she ever like did any schooling? Like she went to school? Yeah, or? she high. She went to high school. High school. Mm -hmm. Well, went to the college somewhere a little bit, you know, she's talking about oh. education, that college education. Yeah. Do you know what she majored in? I did not know at that time because she didn't tell me. Did not know at that time. But it, I, I was here. My brother's up here. Mm -hmm. I was up here because she was still going to school while I was up here. Oh, okay. When I first left, that was long in this. I stepped in 53. Mm hmm. 52 or 53, I came to Gambia. My uncle and Andy was in Georgia. They came home for Christmas. I came from Avon Park, Florida, doing a little work down there. Yeah. And so when they got home for Christmas, they want me to drive them back here to Gainville from Georgia. Mm -hmm. uh, they said, why don't you stay here? I said, you don't need to 
You know that way? I said, I got my car out here and knocked off on me. My car knocked off on me down the road. Yeah. And so I, I get, he's in two cars going to Georgia, and he stopped and picked me up and moved on to Georgia. But I drove him back down here to Florida, and I've been here ever since. Yeah. I was 53. Pretty little bit of child. I got a place to fish. I love that fish. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't been able to go because my legs were my knees and everything now, but God gonna can't bring them back. They, we're gonna, I'm going to fishing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe this week. I don't know. Yeah. I'm taking a medication that the sun, you can't be out in the sun too long. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I just, so, I like to take care of myself. God done give me this long life. Mm -hmm. I'll be 85 on October the 17th, that this month. That's yeah. good. Mm -hmm. I'm going there. I'm getting up there. <laughs> <laughs> I've been broke up and all that kind of stuff. Caught right on me. Yeah, we're going to pick. We used to get some back a bed on Friday. Yeah. That the truck come by and pick us up at the schoolhouse. And we go and pull the weeds out the back of bed. But that day, that AMR phone hit me and drove me up on there. What? That's when my, my the leg broke, four ribs, three ribs on, fractured on this side. And I was going to come up for two weeks. Wow. They didn't have no IB and all that kind of stuff back in them days. Yeah. You didn't have too many doctors, not too many police and no, all that thing. Uh, because they didn't have the money to pay them with. But what happened, that uh, I just got where I, I, I couldn't wake up. And my mother and her two, three sisters in Christ were making all our clothes and everything. They make quilts for that pro and make our overalls and pants. They made everything done them days. Yeah. And they were making them, and they were singing. They were singing. They said, they said the doctor come by and told me to get it. Get it. Get a coffee for me because I'm going to be there about three more days, I'll be gone. Oh. And for that three more days, I come out that coffee. Yeah, I said, Y'all saying it too loud. They stopped saying it. They said, I heard somebody. They said, I heard somebody too. But I ain't heard nobody. You know what I said? I said, Yes, me, y'all saying too loud, boy. <laughs> that was a hallelujah time. They told me about it. Mama told me about the doctor. Told me, Get a coffee for me. I won't be there long. Cause what? Didn't have no idea all that kind of stuff back in them days. Yeah. yeah I, w I wouldn't eat nothing. I'm mom clothes and I'm coma. Mm -hmm. It's not holding like in my head. Back back at it help me. I think that keep me well I think age do it too. Keep me from skipping some things sometimes I forget. Yeah. Yeah. But I I, I still love the Lord. I'm working for him that long. Yeah. I wait till he called me home. So uh Jimmy I remember I was talking with Jimmy Lee. He said that um he was uh he definitely um saved everyone in the family. Like he said uh he brought that up in the family union. So mm -hmm. like how did he save them, like people in your family and stuff? Yeah, well he didn't save me. I was okay. already saved. That's why I got this far. <laughs> you might say the when he started medicine, I was gone. I wasn't there that very long. Okay. And he moved to uh Tallahassee, Florida. He moved he was why I moved to Tallahassee. Mm, and got them two boys he got. Um, I didn't know he had quit his wife. He quit when I don't quit mine. He quit his. We yeah. just do the same thing over and over again. But we drifted away because I had a mission down here. He had a mission up down in North, North Carolina. Oh, okay. I had a mission in South Florida, and I got me some good fishing in down here. Stop <laughs> selling crabs and all that kind of stuff. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> so, so you the best that was and the best that ever will be. You can cook the best crab. Everybody told me that, you know. Yeah, because people know you as the crab man. Can you just, uh, tell your story about that? Huh? Um, people know you as the crab man. Yeah, they know me. everybody know me as a crab man here. <laughs> and they call me crab man. They don't say my name. They say, hey, crab man. <laughs> I say, hey. 
I said, the best that was and the best that ever will be. They said, that's right. <laughs> but that's all right. I, I had to grab myself with fishing. Okay, thank you for listening to this episode of It's All Connected. So please stay tuned for the next episode. We will bring up the other half of Arthur Lee Madison's oral history. And I will also discuss the recent discoveries for the family tree and also for the Madison and Morgan family. So stay tuned for the next episode and goodbye.